Hey folks, <clears throat> this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever you are, whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate y'all joining me and giving me a little bit of your time. I hope it makes your day go smoother, gives you a little bit of something, and uh, Hopefully it helps our country, even if just a little bit. Not a whole lot to report, I guess. Well, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time that you've given us to turn this country back around. Thank you for the time to record this podcast today. Thank you for the people who listen to it and share it. Guide my words on it today, Lord. Be with those who are hurting, alone, scared. Be with our country. Help us to turn back to you. Help us to trust in you. be with our law enforcement down on the border. Protect them, bring them home safe to their families. Just help us to turn back to you, Father, in all that we do. <clears throat> God, my words here today. And be with our leaders. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Instead of a homestead update uh, the only other little comment I think we'll do a podcast on this we'll go back and talk about some of Hamilton's comments on immigration uh, well maybe Roosevelt's I don't know but we're going to talk about it uh, because we have uh, already The crisis on the border is only getting worse. Uh, and you just, you can't have a nation if you don't have borders. Just like you can't have a nation if you don't have laws. And, and that's the point, folks, of a lot of people today. They, they don't want America uh, to be a nation. And some of them who might argue that they want America to be a nation, they don't want her to be anything like she ever has been. Uh, they want her to be broken down and on the same level uh, as every other country in the world for whatever reason. It doesn't really matter. And we've faced threats like this before uh, from communism, socialism, internal. But, but our greatest threat today, make absolutely no mistake, it's not from the Chinese or North Koreans. Russians, our greatest threat by far is our own fellow citizens who continue to vote for the left, support the left, 
encourage the left, give money to the left. And those evil, godless policies. Uh, but if you don't know what's going on on the border right now, that is my comment for the day in place of <laughs> updates from the homestead. I, I would turn the news on and take a good hard look. Uh, and it should be terrifying to you. If it's not, I would look again. We're going to go back to Harvard. Uh, one more time. Try and finish up these rules and precepts that we go through every so often. Number five, that they studiously redeem the time, observe the general hours, diligently attend the lectures without any disturbance by word or gesture. I think we talked about this one last time or recently. Uh, I won't belabor the point, but, you know, no child left behind has been destructive. There's a large minority of students across the country that don't need to be in school past ninth grade. Uh, they didn't used to be, and they don't need to be now for various reasons. Some of them simply don't have the abilities. Uh, we've tried to pretend that that's not true by hypocritical standards through special education and 504. Uh, a number of different states have different, whatever you call it. Uh, that's what they call it in Texas. But where we give certain students uh, extra time or calculator assistance, or somebody reads the question to them, or bold highlighted words. Uh, they give them definitions for those words. Uh, I forget what they call that term, but all these little caveats uh, that we give to pretend that all the kids are on the same level when they're not. And then we grade them like they are, just like in the military, uh, different tests, entrance requirements for men and women, and then we pretend that they're the same and give them the same pay and the same rank. Well, we give them the same diploma in education, and it's a farce. It's a complete lie. Um, but the, the gestures, the disturbance, right? There's other kids, though, that don't need to be here. They're bright enough to be in school, and they definitely have the intelligence, the ability, but for whatever reason, they choose not to exercise it, and that's fine. Uh, but they don't need to be here disturbing the ones that are actually trying to learn. They need to go ahead and go on and get a job. And, you know, we could do away with a ton of those problems if the school day and the school year were dramatically shorter and if we taught things that actually mattered to the lives of these kids, uh, like history and the, the heritage of our nation, the faith and founding principles. Uh, kids know what matters. And what doesn't? They know that a lot of these classes that we require to be tested in science and math and other places, uh, they're not going to have any part in their life. But they also know that, that a lot of the stuff, for example, that we talk about on this podcast, is very important to their life. Um, and, and you could tailor a lot of the classes to be functional for these kids, but we don't. We don't. And so you end up with a lot of these kids that cause problems in school, that cause disturbances through word or gesture. You know, and you can see here in Harvard, Harvard was saying, hey, if you're going to do that, you're not going to be part of this university. And, and that's exactly what we should say. You know, if, if you're going to be that much of a disturbance where other kids can't learn, where we have to make all these special accommodations to fit your bill, emotional accommodations or anything else. 
then you need to go on and find another place to be because it would be better not only for the students here, it would be better for that kid, folks. We're, we're fooling ourselves, if you can say that, if we're really that blind, we're fooling ourselves if we think we're helping these kids by forcing them to stay in school. We're not, we're hurting them for a number of reasons. Number six, none shall frequent the company and society of such men as lead an unfit and dissolute life. Nor shall any without his tutors leave or without the call of parents or guardians go abroad to other towns. Uh, this first line here in this rule and precept from Harvard from 1642 is huge. Company and society. And it goes right back to the New Testament verse that uh, bad company corrupts good morals. The idea of inclusion is a failure. It's a failed idea. All you need to do is walk through schools to see it. You hear all these people out here saying inclusion works. It doesn't work, except maybe on a very small scale, on a very individual basis. And even then, it works for the kid that's included. It doesn't really work for the kids that are the ones that have to deal with the inclusion. You don't bring bad kids up to a good standard with inclusion. What you do is you bring good kids down. And you, if you don't believe me, go talk to an educator, go talk to a counselor, go talk to anybody that has to deal with kids that's honest that you know, and say, hey, if I've got a classroom of 20 kids and, and I put one bad kid in there, what happens? And they'll tell you, well, probably, uh, that kid will start to get better. But also, other kids around them may start to get a little worse. Well, what if I put two kids? Well, uh, probably the same thing, maybe. Well, what about four kids? Somewhere very quickly, you get to the point in a classroom where even just a few, it's like a bad apple, right? And how it ruins the whole basket, the whole bunch. It doesn't take very many bad kids, character-wise, to bring the whole group down to where you're very quickly lowering the average character and morality and virtue of the class instead of raising it. And this is true, especially true character-wise, but it's also true academically. You start to lower the standards to meet the needs of the lowest common denominator. You're not raising the standard. You're not raising the lower kids up academically. You're lowering your top kids down. Same thing, even more pronounced with character. You put bad kids that do things that they shouldn't be doing, right? The kids that bring pornography into the classroom, the kids that bring, and, and what I mean by that is it's not necessarily that they're they're showing it in the classroom, although that's certainly true too, but, but the comments and the thoughts and the ideas that come with it, bringing those into the classroom, the, the drugs in the classroom, the sex into the classroom, the alcohol into the classroom, the violence into the classroom, the mental illness and instability into the classroom. You lower the average character of that classroom. You don't increase it. So you, you take this pool, right? And the idea of inclusion is that, well, I'm gonna 
add these lower kids. I'm going to mix all these lower kids, both academically and character-wise, and with the good kids. And those good kids are going to keep the same standard, and the bad kids are going to raise up closer to that standard. That's the idea. But that's not what happens. That's not reality at all. What happens is the bad kids stay about where they are. A couple of them might improve, but not the majority. And the good kids drop down. And so the overall average of that classroom, and then you spread that to the school and then to the community and then to the region, to the state, and then to the country as a whole, what happens? When you start to cater to the lowest common denominator, particularly for character, you start to dilute the entire batch. It's like working leaven, right? Working yeast into dough. It doesn't take very much to spread throughout the entire batch of dough. It doesn't take very much bad character, very much lower standards to work its way through the entire batch of dough. Seven, every scholar shall be present in his tutor's chamber at the seventh hour in the morning, immediately after the sound of the bell, at his opening, the scripture and prayer, and also at the fifth hour at night, and then give account of his own private reading. But if any shall absent himself from prayer or lectures, he shall be liable to admonition if he offend above once a week. So there's a little grace built in there, right? Once a week. And you can make that argument. But the point is that this first college in America, this first institute of education that was truly American, you needed to be paying attention to prayer and the Bible in the morning and the evening. This is the truth about how our founders viewed education, right? And you go back to the comment. I've read it multiple times before. However, it's important to read again. And I'm not sure it's on this page that I was looking at. There it is, 106 of the first 108 schools in America were founded on the Christian faith. I uh, don't know what percentage that is, but it's 99 point something, right? Or 99%. 99% of that first 100 schools plus were Christian. And so at any rate, wow. Uh, you know, that's a big deal. That shows what the foundation of the country, how we actually thought about education and religion. Uh, the last one for today. If any scholar shall be found to transgress any of the laws of God or the school, he may be admonished at the public monthly act. So if you're going to go against the school, if you're going to go against the Bible, against God, then there's going to be consequences for that, uh, for those actions. And so, again, you, you just you look at this as an example of, of where school started, how much better we used to be. And then you look at where we are today and you can easily see that the main part of this, the, the biggest problem here is that we've kicked God out. It's our rejection of God out of schools. And so no matter what solutions you hear today, if that isn't the very first part of their solution, whoever's telling you then you know it's it's not going to work. And I think we will wrap up. We'll have that short one. Maybe we'll come back to a couple things at the 
next podcast or two. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.